Arizona playing basketball in a conference where it actually televises a good product where people can see it. We're going to talk about that coming up. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke, with John Schuster. All right, Shu. The one thing that I do like about going to the bat, possible the possibility of going to the Big Twelve is that Arizona. I feel the the product of Arizona wasn't basketball wasn't done a lot of favors by the Pac-12 over the past what, 15 to 20 years, something like that. You got a TV deal where half the country can't watch you, and then when you're playing, say, your rival, UCLA, half the time it's buried on said network where you can't actually watch Arizona. And if you are watching it, it's at probably at about midnight East Coast time with Bill Walton commentating the game. I'm okay with Bill Walton. I'm not okay with Bill Walton when you are doing a flat, where you're doing the premier games in the conference. This is where the Pac 12 never got what these other conferences get. There is just no way that the ACC or whatever whatever conference would have the equivalent of Bill Walton on talking about Arizona UCLA and talking about academic or talking about sunsets and saguaros and squirrels and making it kind of a side piece. Oh yeah, by the way, you got two top ten programs playing right there. If Arizona goes to the Big Twelve, you would have home and homes with Kansas going into Fog Allen Fieldhouse. Your game would be on ESPN probably at about 5 o'clock on a Tuesday with the A crew in there talking about it and actually talking about the game. That is something that I would like to see, and that's something where I think the Pac-12 was woefully behind when it came to showcasing its talent, and when it came to showcasing its talent, you're bringing in Bill Walton. I think behind the scenes, uh, you know, apparently USC had – been threatening to move for a long time and a lot of people a lot of people in the conference probably figured they were just you know mouthing off again and crying wolf uh and and maybe just maybe ucla was a little bit more resistant to jump ship and then last year on i think it was espn on a friday night at 9 30 arizona time UCLA, number one ranked Villanova played number two ranked UCLA. Nobody saw the game. And I am guessing that that was maybe a straw that cracked the camel. Right. That 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 UCLA said, you know what? USC's right. This Pac-12 stuff sucks. Right. And with, with, with Bill Walton, and I want to pick on Walton here. Walton's got his gimmick. But there are a lot of people who watch sports who are still kind of meat and potatoes guys. They 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 like sports. They so so you know, yeah, Dick Vitale's his own shtick, but but that shtick always talked there, there was a little bit more respect about Dick Vitale. As sticky as he is and as much as he loved overloved Duke, 
Vital clearly loved college basketball and could go into a bunch of arenas and got treated like royalty, uh, whether it was Duke or Villanova or Carolina or Kansas or Kentucky or wherever it was that he happened to go. Uh, Walton played off the joke and ESPN allowed him to. And I think indirectly along the way, the Pac-12 was viewed as a joke. As a result of it, it kind of added to the Pac-12 isn't really legitimate narrative. Right. Um, and and, and Walt, while it wasn't Walton's fault. It's not his fault at all. That's, that's his it, stick. Yeah, it, it just kind of played into that. It was one of a bunch of things that played into that, that dynamic that didn't help Arizona. The bigger issue is that ESPN basically went back to USA up all night with Rhonda Spears. Maybe it was Rhonda Shears. I don't remember. I really should remember that. But at the time, I was paying attention to other parts of Rhonda as opposed to her last name. Right. Uh, and uh, But, uh, you know, where they played lousy, terrible movies and you were supposed to make fun of them. And then you looked at Rhonda. Right. Uh, so, and that was the joke that ESPN was playing with After Dark and, you know, all that stuff. So it's kind of ESPN treated the Pac-12 like a joke. And the Pac-12 allowed that That's to occur. That's the key, is that they allowed themselves to be played just, like a joke. Just to get on ESPN, they allowed themselves to be played like a joke. And 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 the joke to a little bit, it's fine to be made fun of to a little bit to play along. That's all. That, that, that's fine. But at some point here, you've got to... You got to view yourself as legitimate as well. You can't be the foible all the damn time. And 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 as you said, it appears that the Pac-12 kind of had a willingness to do that. And I think when it came to a lot of this, there was that's something that clearly did not help them. The obvious big problem was the Pac-12 network. And in whatever incarnation is moving forward, when the Pac-12 network decided that it or networks decided that it wanted to have 38 channels dedicated to them on a satellite platform, uh, and and said satellite platform said that's the stupidest damn thing anybody's ever tried to come to us with, uh, and and then never cut a deal with your league, so a massive percentage of people couldn't actually see the team that they wanted to play. That was obviously a much bigger problem than Bill Walton. But the reality in that, and this is where I think you and I, your point about the Big 12 holds a lot of credence, and I think we all recognize it. Whatever the Big 12's deal is right now, television-wise, is significantly better than whatever the Pac-12's deal is. I believe there's reason that that can change and that the Big 12 isn't in a real good bargaining position necessarily going down the road as it stands right now, but right now or as it stands in the future. But right now, they're better off than the Pac-12, which is why maybe they become more attractive. But I but I apologize for generally speaking, getting tangential on this, because I know you want to talk about how that is a potentially really interesting dynamic that could be great for Arizona basketball. And I'm happy to move in that direction. And, no, and I think you, well, I think you hit the nail on the head on something that we're going to talk about here in just a minute, but first let's talk about rock auto shoe. You talked about rock auto the other day. I did tell, do that. Tell the good folks about rock auto. I guess I'm going to do it again. All right, here's the deal. You go to rockauto.com by this time. You know I'm not technologically savvy. This means that you know what a website is. You understand what .com is. You understand the name Rock Auto. You can type it into a search and, oh, wow, there's Rock Auto. You click on it, there's rockauto.com. You look for your, you look for the part you need. You find the part you need. You price compare the part you need. You buy the part on rockauto.com. It arrives at your place, and then either you find a mechanic willing to put it in, or you put it in yourself, and boom, you've got your car fixed, and probably conveniently, and at a much better price than you would anticipate if you did the regular service uh, shop approach. 
that is the experience that I have had. Uh, so Rock Auto will be able to find you anything you want, for lack of a better way to phrase it. It's the Amazon of uh, auto parts places. Uh, so take advantage of it. They do a great job. The, 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 the parts are there. They're going to get it to you all just by going to rockauto.com. All right, let's take a quick break. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, I think this really kind of encapsulated something that's also wrong with the Pac-12 network. And this was not a point that was brought to me. It was a point that was made on social media, but I'm going to make this point as well. So when the news broke that the or that uh, UCLA and USC were moving on to the Big Ten, flip on the Big Ten network. They've got live shows with analysts talking about what this means. Flip on the Pac-12. You have rowing. I mean, it, it's just that's inexcusable. I mean, but but that's just. And you know what's funny? I wasn't even in the least bit surprised that rowing was on there. As a matter of fact, I would have been shocked if there was actually a live show talking about the, uh, the uh, USC and UCLA leaving the conference. And it's really and and a lot of this is really frustrating because there are things that the Pac-12 network does that or or the talent that it hires. They're good. They're yeah. uh, some of their. <clears throat> our friend Matt Mulebach has as good as know, they come is is exceptional at what he does, and he does an excellent job with the Pac-12 Network. They have Robinson doing play-by-play. They have Walton talking normally and actually about the game doing play-by-play. Right. Play. Gets rid of the stick when he does that. There are some talented people that the Pac-12 Network has been able to hire with their in-studio shows and uh, with their broadcasts uh, that have made made it worthy of viewing. The talent there has been good. A lot of the production there has been good. But when it comes to on the in-the-moment decision-making they lack and the inability to get on multiple platforms is ultimately what hurts them. So, so when you see a situation like that, it clearly doesn't do them any favors. It makes them look amateurish, even though some of the people that they've hired to do the job, I think, have done a pretty good job. But the reality here is that the the Pac-12 networks are 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 on are on borrowed time. They're when when whenever that deal runs out, they're they're eventually going to shutter. I don't know if they're going to shutter next week or if it's going to be four or five years from now. But at some point, that's done. And, and because the conference, in whatever incarnation it ultimately is, cannot favorably function with that kind of uh, product. And, right. and so they're going to have to improve and enhance that uh, significantly and have to figure out exactly how they're going to go about doing that. All right, so let's talk Arizona basketball then. First and foremost, how exciting would it be? Because again, Arizona-UCLA, great rivalry, but, I, and it's weird because I remember in the 90s and I don't know exactly what happened there, but you know when Jim Herrick had things rolling, a lot of people showed up to Pauley Pavilion to watch Arizona UCLA. For I don't know if that was just a couple of years that I was watching. Maybe I was young, but it seemed that even when UCLA has been good, nobody shows up to their games. That's not the case with Kansas. So Arizona, Kansas playing twice a year, once in McHale, one in Fog Allen. Yes, please. How exciting would that be? It'd be great. And there are what they are what two of the best five attended uh, uh, right. attendance venues in the country. 
Right. Uh, so you know that you're going to get packed houses for both of those games, and they're going to be great rivalries. I think, or 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 great, they're, they're going to be great environments. Right. I think the rivalry will hopefully speak for itself, right. uh, and, and they're going to be a, a games that you have to give attention to, which is a great thing too, and great for Arizona, and great for whatever uh, for whatever conference that would include where that rivalry occurred. I don't want to necessarily. UCLA is frustrating, and, and and the Poly Pavilion thing is frustrating, but really at 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 its core, UCLA and Arizona was a really good rivalry. But Oregon and Arizona was a fun rivalry too. I think the conversation here isn't that nobody went to a UCLA game, but if you got into a larger conference with established teams, you'd have more really good rivalries with which Arizona was involved. Right. So you talk about the one at the top, which is Kansas and Arizona. But Baylor in Arizona Baylor. would be outstanding too, you know, and 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 Texas Tech in Arizona would be a blast. And then you've got some some of the other, you know, there are there's some good basketball played over there. So yes, from a from a basketball from, from a fan entertainment standpoint, there are a lot of benefits to to moving into or being absorbed by a league uh, like that that would give you the opportunity to play more good teams. You could still maintain Oregon. And Arizona as a really entertaining rivalry, and just add to it right. uh, with with a bunch of other teams. And I think that's the point. You're still only going to play Kansas twice a year, and perhaps again in the Pac-12 tournament, which now in Vegas would be remarkable, or right. whatever conference tournament it ultimately was. Uh, maybe the Big 12 should just move to Vegas too and get it over with. Um, you know, but uh, that the the, the conference uh, championships and the conference playoffs would be fantastic in that regard too. But you start trickling down a little bit, and you see Arizona with some other really entertaining potential matchups, well, and, and, and that really enhances the schedule. And from a fan standpoint, man, that's that's great TV. Well, I mean, so you got Arizona, you got Baylor, you got Kansas. By any measurement, probably three of the top ten programs in the country. Let's talk about how deep that conference would be. But first, something that's deep, something that's strong, is Built Bar. All right, now. You, we're talking about the Mountain Schools possibly coming with Arizona. Arizona is going to like this because the Mountain Schools, especially Utah, they're going to hold their weight because of Built Bar. John Schuster made the point. It's not and it, it, there's no way that it's a coincidence that Built Bar is based out of Utah. It's there, there's just there's just no way. When with you the look kind of at strength Utah comes out of. front line, clearly there's a connection. So there you go. Get Built Bar. We'll be right back with you. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, Shu. I think the uh, I think what's also exciting though about the Big 12 is just kind of you. We talked about the three, which would be their three marquee basketball entities. But then you look, you go down into that second tier, and you're dealing with some really good basketball as well. People know what has become of Houston under Kelvin Sampson. Now again. That could be something that is sustained with another coach. Maybe it's just Kelvin Sampson. Who knows? But right now, Houston is rolling their preseason top five next year. Uh, they got to the Elite Eight this past year. They're obviously very good. West Virginia, good basketball. Again, not great last year, certainly. But between John Beeline, Bob Huggins, they've been pretty good. Texas Tech, again, feels weird to say, but they were in the national title game uh, just a few years ago. Texas Tech is an interesting team that has a lot of money and doesn't mind spending it. Right, exactly. And so that's that's exciting right there, I think, because every there's going to be – because in the Pac-12 – Hell, look at, look, look at what Jamie Dixon did with, did with TCU in the matchup with Arizona. That's a great I, point. You know, they're, a, and, and, and they're a middling – 
you know, upper middling team in their current conference. Right. Uh, but there, there's, you're right. There's a lot of, if you look at the teams up and down the line in what is currently the Big 12 versus what is currently the Pac-12, and let's cl- include UC, USC and UC, UCLA just for conversation purposes, the Big 12 is a better league, and it's a deeper league. And Arizona being in that, I think, helps it. Right. So, and then you look at it, obviously, Utah, Colorado, and ASU don't bring a ton when it comes to basketball, but I don't really care about them because there's a lot of programs in the Pac-12 that don't bring a ton for basketball as well. I think this only, I think as far as Arizona basketball goes, this would only increase their brand. I get people all the time that say, you know, how would this affect Tommy Lloyd? How would this affect... I think that if Arizona's in the Big 12 when it comes to basketball, I don't think that there's any issue whatsoever that Arizona's going to have. I think the recruiting breach, the na- the brand is national. And if anything, it's only going to be enhanced because you're on ESPN playing against big-time programs on a weekly basis that people can actually watch and see. I Even if there are significant television issues in the future, uh the I, I think the fact that Arizona is so now, the Tommy Lloyd hire accidentally becomes such a big deal here because I don't think with Arizona's ability to get quality international talent, international talent doesn't really care about American TV deals right. if they're worried about Great where point. their family's playing. They're going to try to figure out a way to cobble together somehow. Doesn't matter if it's eight in the morning there when they're watching a basketball game. Right. You know, it doesn't, doesn't matter if it's four in the morning when they're watching a basketball game off some off some random feed that they find streaming. ESPN, Fox, you know, TSN, who the hell, you know, being sports, Sky Sport, who the hell cares? They don't care. They're just right. going to figure out a way to find that, and that's perfectly fine. So, so Arizona's ability to be effective internationally, I think, isn't going to hurt it at all in terms of, whether they're always going to play on ESPN or always going to play on Fox. I think it's going to be, you know, one of those things where, yeah, we know Arizona's a brand. We like to play it there. The, 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 the families are going to figure it out. And I think the team where this falls into, into that category is Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Exactly. Plays- they're the WCC and Tommy Lloyd, Mark Few were able to get whoever they really wanted internationally yeah. and later on domestically as well. We, about how bad it is for the Pac-12 to have a game at 8 o'clock, which is, you know, 10 or 11 o'clock East Coast time, Gonzaga plays after the Pac-12 does. Right, right. That's a great point. So, you know, all of that, all of that, if if Gonzaga can make that work, and I think they've largely made it work because of their international presence, I think Arizona with Tommy Lloyd is just fine in that regard, and I don't think their recruiting is going to be significantly hurt at all. I can't really remember the last time, though, that, again, in every Arizona basketball game, especially under Tommy Lloyd's fun, but I can't remember the last time getting – and maybe I'm just thinking back because it was that Salim Stoudemire crazy game, but just thinking about walking into Fog Allen and playing. Well, I mean, just – there's nothing like – the only thing that comes even close to comparing to that is McHale, and we're obviously in McHale in the yeah, conference. And, and frankly, from Kansas's standpoint, I think Kansas finds this attractive as well because Kansas would reverse that argument and say, the only thing that uh, compares with Fog Allen is McHale. Right. And we'd love to be going to games at McHale. That, that, that would be a great environment. It'd be a blast. I think both teams would relish that opportunity if it played itself out on a fairly consistent basis. I want to get your thought real quickly here from a general percentage standpoint, because you make an excellent case about this um, um, consolidation and how it would benefit collegiate basketball. 
when when you look at it from a television standpoint or a contractual standpoint or a an observational standpoint among either fans or pundits or whatever the case ultimately is. What's the percentage of the importance of what the SEC and Big Ten are doing to try to dominate college football versus the impact of men's college basketball? Oh, I mean, I I, I think that the that's a great question. I think the SEC and the Big Ten have made it known or basically are making it known that any good football program is going to be in our conference sooner or later. I think eventually, I think Clemson, Florida State, Miami probably end up in the SEC. I think Oregon and Washington probably end up in the Big Ten. That's what matters. I do wonder, though, if there's going to be this little kind of undercurrent by maybe the other two conferences to say, okay, we obviously want to be good in football, but we're really going to carve our niche in basketball right here. And, 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 and how successful do you think, how, how, how beneficial do you think that ultimately is for both conferences if that's the direction they go? I think it works. I mean, again, you'd rather have football than basketball, certainly, but I've also never really bought into the theory that, uh, that, that basketball at its highest level isn't, you know, can't be nearly as profitable as football. I get that it won't be, but I still think that if you have, look at the ACC. The ACC is an incredibly profitable conference. Guess what? There's one good football team in the ACC year in and year out. That's Clemson. When you think of the ACC, you think of Duke, you think of North Carolina, you think of, I mean, heck, they got three different schools in there now, Syracuse, Louisville, whatever. So I see a model there where you've got one really good team in Clemson in football and then a bunch of other dudes, but then in basketball, they excel and it seems to work for them. Okay, if they excel, and I and I know we're up against it here, so apologies. Um, would you try to consolidate the remnants of the ACC, many of which have also good basketball programs? Absolutely, sign them up, bring them over here. The uh, I almost said I can't even remember who's in what conference now because I almost right. said bring in Maryland, but right. uh, but I know what you mean. Yeah, uh -huh. they're the Big Ten. There's but, a uh, lot of good basketball teams in the ACC that, as you noted, don't necessarily have marquee football programs that might make a basketball strong consolidation even that much more interesting all right i'm just going to leave you all guys on this note i don't care what anybody has to say big 10 basketball still sucks and big 10 football is overrated for john schuster i'm mike luke you've been listening to locked on wildcats